0: Welcome back, everybody! PD. We're live. We, are live. we are live here. I'm joined with Dallas. It's Dallas. It's Dallas. Yes. My name is Matthew. Yes, it is. We're back for another amazing episode.
1: Okay, I just want to point this out right now. What? Um for whatever reason. No, I'm not going to say it. We need to get into this episode today because this is kind of a long one. So we're not going to we're not going to mess around at the beginning like we usually do. But we that. are going to plug our socials. We are going to do the socials. We are going to do the socials. We Follow have an us, Instagram,
0: Twitter, email us. The whole thing. The whole oh, man, thing. Yes. We got to keep it short cuz I guess we got a lot to do today.
1: We do have a lot to I don't do. really know what we're, we're talking to
0: about. Too much? No, you don't. Uh, Dallas surprised me with
1: this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. He said, "I've been keeping this one in my back pocket." Yeah. So, we've covered some pretty interesting things on the pod yeah we've been kind of doing a lot of like the more ghosty demon type stuff recently yeah but the thing that gets the most likes it appears you know is usually our alien so are you saying stuff. you just follow the likes no i'm saying i'm so, giving the people what they want okay that's a good and way They want to hear about the aliens okay so, i want to hear about
0: the aliens
1: exactly so do i so this case is it's not a well-known case Oh. But it is one of the cases that's believed to be the most believable of most of the abduction cases. Like E.T. the movie? Yes. So obviously we did the Carl Higdon one. The Carl mm. Higdon one was interesting, <clears throat> but I think um where people, you know, kind of fell off on the Carl Higdon one is when he started talking about how he went back and went to the planet and it was like super, I don't know. exaggerated it sounded like honestly you don't really get a lot of that in this case so this is the david you don't get a lot of anything in this case what i don't know yeah you do this is a great one so we're talking you know early hours of what's the case called oh it's called the david stevens abduction david stevens abduction yes
0: okay can we come up with a
1: better name for it i i mean what do you want to call it
0: let's you know what let's come up with a better name later on Okay. Once we know okay. a bit more about it.
1: Yes. I mean, I don't really want to just we're, we're kind of just saying it's the dude's name and, and the abduction, which is pretty accurate. I don't know what other name you think you would come up for. I don't know. You know? Something like this, but so like I said, we're we're in the early hours of October 27th, 1975. Ooh. This time frame, anyway, is a pretty popular time frame for abductions. Yeah. Um obviously the Travis Walton. Mm -hmm. Betty and Barney Hill was quite a bit before, but still, you know, this was a hotbed for abductions. I wonder why. I don't know. Couldn't tell you what I can. Well, actually, I probably could say this, right? I think it's because of the sci-fi movies, but that would be my only guess. We're in Oxford, Maine. Okay. We have two friends. We have David Stevens and Glenn Gray. They're the bestest of friends. Yeah. David Stevens at this time is 22 years old oh wow glenn gray is um 18 years old okay Okay. i will say they did both have a little bit of a background for having an affection for the occult and they kind of enjoyed it similar to us okay so um, did they have a podcast they didn't have a podcast well i don't think it existed back then
0: maybe they just talked about this stuff
1: yeah i think they did some
0: people maybe that was the extent
1: of podcasting back then. <laughs> so to give you an idea of why they were awake, they had both just finished up like late night um, shifts at their works. They, I don't remember exactly where they worked, but mm. I know that um, they worked, the, you know, the late nights. The late nights. And there's not a whole bunch of stuff on this, but this is kind of like what, what I've been able to find just from their statements and such, right? So they go home. It's maybe around 2, and they hear like a strange noise outside. They go outside. What kind of strange noise? Sounded like like a loud explosion of sorts. Ooh. Um, But they didn't see anything when they went outside. Um, David gets this idea. Hey, you know what? Let's just go on a little night drive. Go oh, on a little I, night okay. drive. You know, there's worse ideas out there. There are worse ideas. Night drives, I respect it. And they're friends, so obviously they they're going. They're like, okay. So, Glenn, would they take Glenn Gray's car? He's driving, and they're just going along the road. It's mm-hmm. like kind of like a very dark highway. Okay, have you heard this road? narrative before? Oh, very windy in the mountains. Um, more of like a foresty area. Okay, and as they're driving, it just kind of feels like they're they're not exactly in control of the vehicle. But of oh, course, they like, let he's Jesus still take driving them? it. It's kind of what it seems like, okay. you know. Um, and. Just out from in front of them, as they're driving, they see this massive, I guess, they call it a UFO. Okay. I call it a UAP. A UAP? That's the new phrase. We're going to call it the new phrase. Can you describe it? It was as big as a football field. And it filled on a sites. highway? <laughs> yes, it was hovering right above it. Oh, I thought it was like on the highway. Like So it went this object. Went straight towards the car and basically just hovered above the car for a minute, for several minutes did while they, they were stop driving. The car? Did they the car? Oh, they were driving still. Yep. At this point, there was a beam of light that shot from the craft and it hit the car. Did it sound like, wah <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. That was a very good tractor beam Thank that you, you just did there. And I really liked that as well. But so the vehicle, after it got hit by the blah, blah thing, <laughs> um, immediately went into a sideways skid oh. and, you know, it stopped about 15 feet down the road. So
0: it didn't go straight up in the air.
1: It did not go straight out up in the air. It wasn't like a, an actual tractor beam. Oh. Okay. But the next thing they know, you know, they woke up and the vehicle uh, was still stationary and several hours had passed. So they're guessing at this point that they must have like blacked out. Oh, Okay. Gone low. Accident. Mm-hmm. So they went home. They were both confused. Mm-hmm. It was about, you know, 7am and they get home and they kind of don't exactly know what's going on. They go to bed. They don't talk to anybody. When they wake up, they just feel super, super sick. Super sick. And they got COVID, huh? <laughs> they got something. They got first, something first of whatever COVID happened. Right here. But at this point, they have no idea what happened. Okay. Glenn kind of mm, shrugged it off. Okay. Wasn't a big deal to him. Yeah. David, on the other hand, Mr. Stevens was like, no, 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 no. This is this is way too weird. I need to go, you know, to the doctors Ooh. And, and figure out what's going on because this ain't working for me. So he goes to the doctor and uh, what he finds out next is pretty weird. He has disease no oh (laughs) he undergoes some um it's called hypnotic regression we've seen this a couple times i've seen it we've talked about it i think we talked about it in our abduction phenomena um, episode as a way to like briefly kind of figure out what's going on it's meant to be a way where
0: they uh put you under and hypnotize you so that you can remember parts of your subconsciousness correct and you can recollect those things whether it is true or not, because you know, there's all sorts of things in your subconscious. I'm sure if mm-hmm. I did this and you talked to me about it, I would say something about how I'm a professional soccer player because all I do is play FIFA.
1: Yeah, possibly. So that's just my little two cents on that real fast. Yeah. So I will say this. And before we get into um, what Stevens recalled during these therapy sessions, I do want to point out that obviously they he remembers – Kind of seeing this object, yeah. you know, come above them, and he he does remember that portion of events, but the rest of he it, he doesn't remember the rest though, right? He just remembers waking Something up on the side of the road. Incredibly weird. Ooh. There was a police officer patrolling in that area at this exact time and date. Okay. Who saw a massive like cigar football the shaped, cigar shape, cigar shape. Oh, that's a classic UAP in the air. Mm-hmm. And he radioed it in. He radio he radioed it in when he saw it. And that time frame wow. completely correlates with with the story. So just kind of an interesting piece of info. That is quite interesting. Got a witness already. Uh-huh. So obviously, like I said, he he goes to, you know, a doctor and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets this hypnotic regression thing done, right? And what he realizes is this all started kind of around, you know, two thirty, three o'clock. They were heading towards Lake Thompson, which is where they were planning on driving to. Okay. Okay. But for whatever reason, like I kind of mentioned to you earlier, it felt Jesus like... just took the wheel. Yes. They weren't controlling the vehicle. Yeah. And they kind of found themselves kind of like along this back road to Oxford. Really weird. And and this keeps coming up in like different abduction stuff. I've only done that when I've
0: driven drunk. Huh? Find myself on roads I shouldn't be on. Felt like someone else was taking the wheel. I think we're starting to add work? things up here. After work. Okay. Come on. hey, I'm The signs saying. are pointing in one direction <laughs> here.
1: So at this point. Um, also, just like to say, I've never driven drunk. Better not have. So David said that it kind of appeared like the vehicle elevated off the road and just kind of went around a curve. And then they suddenly saw these like colored lights in front of them.
0: Wait, ele- it's elevated
1: off the, like hovered? Yes, like hovered a little bit. Like it hovered, and then they came around this corner, and then they see these, like, colored lights. They were only visible for a couple seconds, and it was just these two big bright lights that filled all their points of vision. So just imagine, like, I don't know, a flashlight directly in your face. Super bright flashlight right in your mm. face. Okay. At this point, Stevens doesn't really know what's going on, and all he kind of remembers is just looking at the car and he's looking down at it. And all of a sudden he starts looking around and he's in like a strange room. And he saw a creature enter the room. Does this kind of sound familiar to the Carl Higdon gaze? A little bit. It's a little bit, right? And he described this like creature as being around four and a half feet tall Ooh. with really pale skin. Okay. No eyebrows two dots for note for the nose the eyes were blue and he was wearing this like kind of like thin sheet robe type thing that like perfectly molded to the body um huh. he's been asked a couple times about like the feet what the feet look like and he stated that basically like this thing was wearing these like really thin shoes they looked like shoes mm. with like a thin like a super thin sheet was wearing like jordans or anything
0: Mm -mm.
1: no so well he's not even tall enough to wear jordans four and a half feet so and and one of the other ways that he kind of like describes this thing is it has like a mushroom shaped head so for me i'm coming straight out the gate. that's a gray that's a gray that's a gray gray if i've ever heard of one um and this is kind of a common description i don't know if you know i don't know if maybe this is because sci-fi movies or if this is what he really saw regardless This sound kind of reverberated in his head to not be afraid, which kind of, you know, goes along with the telepathic communication thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, this creature guided Stevens to a different room, and there were a bunch of other creatures in there, looked just like this one. Mm. And when he went in, it immediately had, like, a medical sterile feel to it, Mm. which, like I said, and a ton of other times... This goes with, you know, abduction the narrative. abduction narrative. Yep, almost perfectly to a T, right? Um, there's an operating table in there. He's told to get onto it, and once he does, they take two samples of his blood. They take two blood samples. Then they ask him to undress. He said, "Hell no, nah, I'm not going to undress." Good. And squared up and punched one right in the head. Did he actually? He actually did. Hell yeah. I like that. Uh Uh-huh. I like that. This man's got, you know. He's fighting for humanity there. He's fighting for his life out here. Okay? So, right when he did that, they kind of backed away a little bit. But telepathically, they told him, you are not in danger. We're not going to harm you. Just follow our directions. He's kind of dumbfounded at this point. They, They did not show any sign of aggression. They were not mad. They showed no sign of aggression. They were very kind. And he's like, all right, well, whatever. So, he got naked. All right, <laughs> and then this like large device thing um, came in. It kind of looked like an X ray machine, and it basically took like a uh, it took a fingernail sample, a hair sample, and they went into like these like strange looking tubes and then disappeared. To Which clone him? Yeah, maybe. He at this point did get dressed again, and realized suddenly he was back in that other room. He doesn't remember how he got there. He didn't remember the walking the original there. room. The original room okay. that he was in. Yeah. Um, kind of weird. Uh, at this point, and this is kind of what the doctor said, and I'll get to who the doctor is um, at one point. Um, it seemed like his memory kind of fast forwarded. Like, that's all he could really remember. Huh. And he just remembers being back in the car with Glenn and Glenn is, you know, <laughs> in the passenger seat now, which is weird. And he, he ends up driving him home. Interesting, Yeah. Which, so they kind of reverse, right? Whatever. Um He, you know, turns the car back on and takes off as fast as he could possibly go. But... As you should. What's kind of weird, though, is right after he did that, the car, once again, had a mind of its own. No! <laughs> he didn't. The car was like, we're not going home. Where did you think we were going to go? And it took them... um to like this, like overpass overlooking Trip Pond, which is in the area. It's a pond okay. in the area, and right when they got there, car shut off. Could not restart it. No dead battery. Something like that, or <laughs> you could call it a you could call it a dead battery, or it could have something to do with the large craft that appeared right in front of them. Oh, yeah. Immediately, I
0: guess that's a good
1: reason. Yeah, probably take it to a mechanic, get that checked out. Yeah. So this craft is probably about two to three hundred feet from the car. And all of a sudden, they see these two smaller crafts emerge from the pond, from inside the water. I like that because there's some other
0: things, aliens coming from water. There's a ton of stuff about that,
1: ton of stuff. And we will get into that in a future episode, but not today. So, basically, imagine like um, these like cigar shaped, like your classic saucer. Yeah. It flies up and then dives back down into the water multiple times. Then both of them shoot into the air, leave big craft shoots into the air leaves. They feel like, um, it's been about, you know, 20 minutes have passed since yeah. everything started. If you remember, uh, they started at two 30. Mm-hmm. They look at the clock at 7am. This is the part where I told you they go home and they're like, man, we probably shouldn't say anything. Cause people are going to think we're fucking crazy. Yeah. Which it does sound crazy to be fair. Yeah, it does. Um, and like I said, they just they felt super sick. They didn't feel very good, and you know that. So that's basically the encounter. Mm-hmm. What are your opinions on Jesse? The, there's more. To, there's more to this, but based on the encounter, what are your thoughts? I like it. I like it. It it doesn't appear to
0: be anything, you know, outrageous claims because it kind of fits other narratives and what we've seen, and it like follows. A similar pattern, which I like, but again, I also kind of don't like. But then they switched up because people yeah. describe Gray's as taller and they really do. skinny. So when he's saying, "Oh, they're small,
1: like four feet little critters." We do see that though, and we, and it's we a do mix. see it is a short mix. ones. Yeah, but I want to say it's definitely a different alien race. Probably, uh, I shouldn't say that because that makes me sound like I believe in all this. I don't know if I really believe. <laughs> I don't know if I believe in all this. Okay, but allegedly, let's just say allegedly speaking, there are like allegedly multiple alien races, and maybe this is a different race. I don't know, I but be- it sounds eerily similar to a gray.
0: Yeah, it's just so. I, I like it. It fits. It checks all of the boxes. For like narratives where it's like this is, you know, you see this over and over and over and over and over and
1: over and over again. You do. And and what's the reason for that? Is it yeah. all bullshit, or are there, you know, are there possibly some cases where it's believable? I mean, some of these are believable. The Carl Higdon case had some really interesting, um, yeah. you know, pieces of evidence, right, with the bullet and yeah, that metal stuff how, that they found. How with much him. earlier was Carl Higdon before this? Carl Higdon. Let me see here. I could pull that up for you, actually. He's just pretending to type. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pull this up.
0: He's flipping through his encyclopedia.
1: All right. Right here. Uh,
0: 1974. So two years, right? Before. So I, I wonder if the Carl Higdon was a big enough case to where it made it all over the country that people saw this. It and did. It, if you remember, it did. I and remember did it made it way. around,
1: but I don't... I mean... But it's also nineteen seventies, like I don't know. These guys are pretty young, twenty two and eighteen, you know, respectively. So uh, obviously, the main guy we're talking about is twenty two. David Stevens is twenty two. Yeah. Um, Glenn Gray doesn't really talk about this. Did not want to go to the media at all, and, and we'll get hold into on, that on, this, hold, on
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. His last name's Gray. Oh no! This could be a setup. He could be a freaking. He's an MIB. He could have set his friend up here for wow. this. Wow!
1: Somebody cons- needs to talk to that new, guy.
0: New theory. Maybe there's a reason he didn't want to go to the doctor afterwards. Well, <laughs> our friend Steven over here thought it would be best if he went. He's like,
1: you know what? I think we're fine, actually. You should just stay home. You should shut your mouth and don't ever talk about that experience ever again. Unless yeah. you want to die. I think we're all putting it together now. It's in plain <laughs> sight. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that's, that's totally true. And yes, his last name was Gray. <laughs> Was? So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get back into yes. this? Do you have anything else you want to say about the encounter? No. Okay. So, obviously, initially, they wanted to kind of keep this to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he's a gray. But this, I will say, <laughs> getting <laughs> sick did kind of change Stevens' mind a little bit. So, the very next day, at around 5, Eldon Bartlett, who's a deputy sheriff of Oxford County... Um, came to visit the pair and speak about, you know, the abduction. Well, at this point, <laughs> why did he go speak to them if he didn't know about it? If they didn't tell anyone. Well, because he's an alien as well. No. Oh, this ends up coming up. I there's a there's like a timeline here. It's kind of a little it's a little bit confusing. Um, but basically, when he went, I should probably point this out. The parents. They, they went and talked to the parents. They they kind of found out about the situation and they contacted the sheriff's department. Somebody okay. at the sheriff's department had a connection with somebody from the um, Center for UFO Studies in Chicago. So this was a whole thing. So the sheriff came out to come and talk. And Okay. Yeah. So when the sheriff came out to talk to them, I should have pointed that out before. My apologies. My timeline's a little messed up here. I thought the sheriff was an alien. No. So he came out, talked to the guys, and he kind of felt like they were... Being, number one, genuine about what their experience was. What their experience was, what they could remember. Because they, yeah. they had not undergone yeah. the hypnotic you know regression yet. So um, they were both nervous and anxious. Okay. So the following day, which was the 28th of October, that's when Brent Rains, who was the, the person that works for the Center of UFO Studies mm-hmm. in Chicago, um, wanted to come speak to them after hearing about the sightings through his connections with the county sheriff's office. Mm. Okay. He also said... That they seemed or they seemed normal. They seemed normal and that something and this is this is what he quoted. Something did happen that was unusual. He's quoted Ooh. as having said that. He believed them. Um, just based off of some of the things they were saying. Okay. So Reigns actually drove both of them back to the area. To trip pond specifically. Okay. And once they got there, both both Glenn and David were scared as hell. Stayed in the mm. car, freaking locked in, rolled windows up. They're like, we are not doing this. And they started kind of having some flashbacks. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Um, and then even for the next couple days, like, they just, they could not get it off their mind. So, um, another UFO investigator. Like, now this is kind of, like, permeating out. It's because blown up. Yeah. Um, Shirley uh, Fickett of the International UFO Bureau came to examine the case as well and ultimately instigate the hypnotic regression sessions. So she's kind of the one that started pushing this. Yeah. Stevens was the one that they chose to really do it with because, number one, Glenn did not really want anything to do with this title. Plus, he's 18. You know, mm. Stevens was 22, a little bit older, a little bit more like emotionally stable, and more mentally human. stable. <laughs> You're making a lot of good points here. It's all making so, sense. So, if you recall, um, I said I would talk about the doctor that did the hypnotic regressions, yes. right? That's Doctor Herbert Hopkins, very experienced with things of this nature, and he conducted this session on the second of December in 1975. Okay. Okay. Stephen's parents sat through all of the st- um, all of the sessions, as well as Fickett, who was the one, the yeah. you know, surely that kind of started all this, right? In Hopkins' opinion, Stephen's, and this is another quote he was straightforward. He believed he was honest. And when he talked about like some of the way that he would answer the questions, he was shy, but he wasn't like trying to make anything up. It didn't seem. Mm -hmm. And there were certain things that he wouldn't reveal. Allegedly. He claimed that he made like a promise. One of the promises being he wouldn't reveal the date of the aliens return. I don't know why. So
0: the aliens told him that they're going to return. Yeah. And they told him on the day. But he just didn't. He made a promise. He pinky promised him. not Basically. To tell
1: him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They also think there were some questions that Steven simply couldn't answer. Not because he didn't want to and not because he was being evasive. They think that the aliens kind of inhibited him when they kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say erase the memory, but it seems like they did actually alter erase the memory or alter some of the memories. So he couldn't give the full story interesting which is kind of weird um you know yeah they there's another guy his name's daryl simmons and he kind of talks he's another hypnotic regression guy and he had a couple cases as well where um he was kind of pointing out similar to david stevens where yeah. there was just memories that for whatever reason they could not get a hold of they could yeah. not grab and they think it has something to do with that so mm. i don't know that's that's It's interesting. It's interesting. So there's a couple other little things. Um, One of the things I kind of wanted to talk about that I know that you do have some info on was kind of what happened to Hopkins. Because... Maybe. Number one, the men in black or the government or whoever you want to say. Yeah, Will Smith, whoever. Right. They pretty much came up and told um, Stevens, like you need to not ever talk about this. At the very beginning, when like, he started getting all this attention, Yeah, they came and told him, you need to shut up. Don't talk about this. And then the doctor who has all of the cases, like all the hypnotic regression, um, uh, audio, all the video, because it was all audio and video recorded at the time. Yeah, all of that, something real interesting happens to him. It does. You so- want to go with that? And I, mind you, what the story that Matt is about to tell as well is probably like a top five most popular men in black story that there even is. Like if we were to do a men in black episode, this would come up because it's one of the big ones.
0: Yeah. So um, basically someone, a caller had heard that Hopkins had spoke to uh, Stevens and Gray and he asked if he could uh, call to discuss the matter. So he agreed and he said within a matter of seconds, from that call when he agreed, a man appeared at his back door.
1: <laughs> Mind you, cell phones did not exist at this time. Yeah. So not sure how that went down. Don't know. Um Hopkins did
0: the smart thing. When a stranger appears at your door, he lets them in. <laughs> Wait. Did what? he have his gun on him? Oh, I don't know. Doesn't say anything about a gun. I uh, just He's I a doctor. Can carries a scalpel around oh he's got a shank is, is that, that what you're insinuating so he lets him in and doesn't even ask for uh the stranger's name hopkins said that the stranger looked like an undertaker oh great. not the undertaker i would not even a undertaker i wouldn't even let someone in like that <laughs> he was dressed in a freshly pressed black suit uh black hat he saw that You know, when the stranger took his hat off, he wasn't only bold, but he didn't have eyebrows or eyelashes. And his face was like a pale white, but had very vivid red lips. I wouldn't even let this person into my house. No. Um, he started asking questions about the, about Stevens and Gray. And he said, Hopkins said he asked him in a very flat, like unaccented tone of voice. Mm -hmm. Um he said while hopkins was talking to him he the guy was wearing gloves as well he brushed his um like face his on his black glove and he saw a smear appear so he said the man was wearing lipstick oh gosh so he was like super pale then um so after talking he kind of he threatened hopkins in a way oh okay he did a little uh he did a little trick
1: oh he did a little magic trick trick.
0: okay he pulled out a little coin okay that the doctor well the doctor was holding the coin okay and the stranger took it from him and looked at the coin gave it back to the doctor doctor was looking at the coin and dr hopkins said the coin slowly dematerialized (laughs) in his hand while he was holding it the stranger said no comment until it was done, where he said, "No one on this plane will ever see that coin again." Okay. Hopkins was—he told Hopkins to destroy all the tapes and notes he had uh, of the meetings with Stephen and Gray. Okay. And if he didn't, he said that the Hopkins's heart could vanish in the same way the coin had.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a straight-up threat. That is—he's gonna murder him. He's saying he's gonna murder him. He, he's gonna take his heart. He's gonna dematerialize oh, his heart. That's disrespectful, rude, insubordinate.
0: Yeah. Um, as he spoke his final words, Hopkins noticed that his speech started to slow down. Um, kind of he became the guy looked a bit unsteady on his feet, and he said very slowly, My energy is running low. I must go now. Goodbye. <laughs> and the man just walked out of the house And he described it Woodenly, kind of like stiff and rigid Yeah uh, He walked towards a bright light that was shining Down his driveway, and Hopkins
1: never saw him again So Obviously, super weird Kind of similar to the man in Black stories Yeah He's dressed in black, he's allegedly a man I'm calling him a man in black He, Well, he is a man in black yes. Whether he is an MIB man That's in the black, question So, the other interesting about this whole case, right, is Hopkins was a bit of, like, a staunch, like, um, skeptic. Yeah, he was. He didn't really believe in this kind of stuff, but after, like, doing this stuff with Stevens and having Stevens Mm -hmm. recount, like, you know, everything that happened, he's a full believer. He's like, I'm convinced they exist now. Yeah. And he says that they must have been, you know, extraterrestrial in origin because of the nature of the creatures and how they were described by Stevens. He was completely convinced somebody else. His name's Dr. Bernard Schwartz. He's a bit of a, um, he does like the hypnotic stuff too. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff. Uh, he, after he had questioned Stevens and like all the members of his family, he's like, he's telling the truth. Yeah. It's a weird story, but he is telling the truth. And it kind of sucks for Stevens because for a long time after he was super, super, super paranoid incredibly paranoid felt like they were coming back what he well, would see like they told him he was coming back i mean when you they did they did but they told they also told him when to be fair which it would be kind of scary but you know he would see anything in the sky he would think it was a ufo and he'd be he'd be absolutely terrified and you know th- his way of kind of coping with this was trying to figure out what it was mm. and glenn kind of just shut off you know the whole thing and kind of just let it be. And so the the interesting with them too, is like David Stevens was a regular dude. Yeah. He was a regular dude. And even after all this happened, like, you know, people would talk to him and he would be more than open to telling his story. He wouldn't exaggerate it. He would just tell a story just as it was. It wouldn't change. Nope. So it's, you know, it's interesting. And that's, that's pretty much the end of the case in that sense. But what are your thoughts? I mean, does it what sticks out to you does any of it seem believable to you I mean where are we at here I think it all seems believable you think so
0: I think it is and you know I like the fact that mr mib showed up to the doctor's uh doctor's home to get to destroy the physical evidence yeah because you can always dismiss stories oh, that could. person's crazy they're making this up <laughs> they're lying whatever it is right you can dismiss that now you got where they're, you know, recording his while he's under hypnosis, staying about this and his notes and all this. And they're like, you know, doctor's notes of like, oh, he's sick and he has these symptoms and yeah. there's no business. Like he shouldn't have got it. And then they drive to the lake and now they're documenting what his reactions are at the lake and all this out the pond.
1: Yeah. There's it's a whole lot that, of it. It's leaving that trail and it's like, hey, no. And even to have a police officer that was in the area radio in that they saw something, too, in that exact time frame. It's super Mm -hmm. weird. And they were unconnected. They were unconnected. Things add up. So, I mean, for me, personally, I... There were parts of the Carl Higdon one where I was actually kind of convinced on, and I was super into it yeah i think this one's more believable i it's definitely less like fantasy
0: i think it's more believable the only thing i like is i wish they would have pressed mr gray (laughs) i know you wish that because
1: if he would have
0: got you know if they would have taken him and put him under hypnosis and he has a similar story yeah like hey i was taking this 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 and it matches and they don't they didn't talk about it or anything then it would just add another layer to where it's like oh shit this is
1: probably real yeah yeah so, like we like to do in our alien abduction stories, yes. we created a, and you guys haven't even heard this in a while because it's been a while since we have done something. Alien. When did we create this list? We created a, a paranormal PD alien abduction checklist. This is like episode four, right? Um, yeah, episode when four. We created, we created it. it. We've used it on the on the Carl Higdon. Yeah. And now we're going to use it for the David Stevens abduction. Busting it back out. So, I would like to go over the encounter levels with you. Okay. And then I just want a yes or no on, you know, does it apply? And we'll, we'll discuss each point, right? Okay. Nocturnal lights, lights in the sky. Yes. That's an obvious one. He saw the thing.
0: He did see this thing. The Popo saw the thing. Daylight discs. Well, it was nighttime.
1: Yeah, but saw the was seen yeah. in daylight resembling a disc.
0: Uh, No, because it was daylight. Really? I, that's a yes for me. They but it's, saw the, it's, they it's not the a daylight thing. disc. But it looks it's a like disc. a disc. It's a, it's a cigar. Okay. No, yeah, I, I think it does apply.
1: It definitely applies. Radar visual, radar confirmation. I don't think so. No. Didn't see anything about that. Um, close encounter of the first kind, so visual sighting of a UFO less than yeah. 500 feet away. Um, close encounter of the second kind, a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. He got frickin' yes. tractor beamed, so yes. Mm-hmm. Close encounters of the third kind, a UFO encounter in which an animated entity is present. Yeah. What about entities? Yep. Um, How about of the fourth kind, a UFO event in which a human is abducted? Yes. Okay. Um, Got little fingernails chopped off. Fifth kind, a UFO event claiming the communication between aliens and humans. Direct communication. A little telepathically, you'll be safe. Come with us. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Now, for the abduction narratives. okay, mm. Capture. So, rendered incapable of resisting and taken to a spacecraft. Yep. I'd say that's fair. Just appeared there. Yep. Um, examination and procedures. Invasive physiological yes. and psychological. Yes. See, and this is what's in... Like, we're hitting yes on basically everything on this. This checks all the boxes, if you will. Like, literally checks the boxes. Yeah. I think that's why this one's so fun. Okay. Um, conference. So aliens communicate with abductee. Yep. Yes. Tour. Given a tour of the mm. spacecraft. We don't really have that in this one.
0: I mean, he went to a different room, but not like a tour. Like, Hey, come look at this. Come do you want
1: to, do stuff. you want to stretch it or? Mm, no. I, let's leave it off. Let's, let's leave that off. I think off. we have enough things on here. Um, loss of time. Yes. Oh yeah. Major like four hours. Yep. And returned back to earth. Yeah. Another thing. Well, here let's finish the list, and I, I want to see. What, I want to get your opinion on something, Um Theophany. So after they return, you know, they experience a profound sense of love for Earth, God, or their abductors. We don't really see that. I want to no. say, and then aftermath, who's got to cope with the psychological effects? And all yeah. That. So, do you remember how? And we've talked about this a few times. Like when people get abducted, they end up in like a different place or all yeah. That, right? this kind of counts i want to say right because initially they were on the road but then this freaking thing's driving the car for them and then they just end up at the pond they weren't really going to the pond they were going to lake yeah so i I, I think it does just uh, i don't
0: know they're saying hey we don't know how we got here your car drove then the car's levitating and they're going around and they're
1: they don't have control of the car where they're going no they don't so and this brings me to the second part of the checklist which is the more interactive part Case specific elements, right? What do we have on this case that we don't see, usually? Uh,
0: multiple crafts. Multiple crafts. Oh, that's a great point. Because you don't often see that.
1: You We're, might. You guys might hear the clicking of my keyboard.
0: He's faking it. He's not writing anything down. I literally am. Yeah, you see three crafts from the ponds. You see there's two little ones which you never see.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't really think don't. I
0: I've ever heard an abduction story where there's like multiple crafts involved? No, I haven't either. Um,
1: what else? So we got multiple crafts. Specific. Um, We have one abductee. That's kind of normal. I want to say that's kind of normal, even if it's like a group thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe. And that might just be it. That could be the only... But I like, think that's very weird. Because I've
0: honestly, out of all the big abduction cases and the major ones, how often do you see multiple crafts?
1: yeah you see three in this one you see like what you might call the mothership and then you see like two like tie fighter type deals you know? tie fighters yeah <laughs> and
0: darth vader he used, the
1: force. <laughs> he used that's the track to him he's using the force to steer that's the car a, dude i'm just saying so oh, you know wow. interest interesting i want to say oh we'll leave it at multiple crafts so i kind of agree with that this one does very closely follow you know the abduction narrative i don't know if that's a good or bad thing yeah um you know, I think Carl Higden had like eight different case specific elements because it was a weird ass case. Yeah. I think this one's less weird. I have to say, I think it's believable. I think it is. So, I've got to go with the expert.
0: I had a little theory, let's okay. say, not like a theory, but a comment kind of thing. He's in the car, yeah, and he's like, Suddenly, I'm looking down at the car, yeah, right? Would it be like kind of like an outer body experience where his conscious is brought up there and it's like uh like astro projecting up there. I do and the aliens are assisting that to get him up there. The only thing that then discredits that is like saying he's got his nails and hair and And blood blood taken. Is there any proof of that? Did he say like, hey my I I'm missing fingernails now
1: or Nobody. I have a different haircut or they see like Puncture marks when they take blood. It it has not come up, and I think that that's maybe a lack of like proper investigation on their end. You also have to remember he waited a bit of time. It doesn't take long for a puncture wound from that to go away. I think so. Yeah. I mean, he and he waited a couple days before he said anything. I think it was like five or six days. I think. Yeah. When Uh, they start getting sick. When yeah, well, they start getting sick the next day, but I don't think they ended up saying anything to anybody. He did talk to the sheriff and, the you know, the UFO person, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they exactly started investigating immediately at that point, And that might be a pitfall in the investigation. Yeah.
0: Cause I mean, it's just suddenly, Hey, I'm in the car and now I'm looking down at the car and you yeah. see that with like, um, they call it like traveling, right. And like the Astro production out of body yes. experiences yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, you're either in bed or you're asleep or whatever. And then suddenly you're looking down at yourself. It is weird and right? uh, and yeah. he's he suddenly says I'm looking down the car where he is or his body might be and this is his subconscious and he's having an out of body experience with these aliens and they assisted with that.
1: So that kind of same idea that you're bringing up as well kind of goes along with like um encounters of the fourth kind to that yeah. terrifying alien movie. Yeah. Um where it's like it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised I th- that's actually more realistic to me than actually physically getting abducted. I could see it. They, they I mean, think use... about it. We have some ability right now to kind of, like, mess with people. So, I mean, who knows what the government can do. But in, in terms of, like, the hypnotic regression stuff, I mean, we're see? getting closer and closer to being able to separate, like, the conscious and, you know. But, I mean,
0: they're just driving down. They feel this tractor beam. They're losing control of the car. Who's to say that they're not still in the car? And they're just asleep and that's that part of that track to me yeah. is them putting them unconscious and taking their subconscious out. I agree. No, no, them no. Up there. I agree with you. I think I it's just a little a point. point that might be,
1: you know, just want to throw it out there. I thought you were going to say something completely different. I oh, it's, think it's, it's a skinwalker. Yes. I didn't think you were <laughs> going to say my something next actually intelligent. No, I wasn't prepared for that. My next theory is it's a (laughs) skinwalker. That's a very case specific element. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, guys, that was that was the David Stevens abduction. It's super weird. Yeah. Check it out. Um, There's some good there's some good YouTube videos on it as well. I highly recommend if you're into that kind of stuff, look at it. It, It's a weird one that not a lot of people know about, but it's one of the more convincing ones of all of them. I
0: did not know much about it and I like it. I believe in it. I'm a believer.
1: Oh, all right. Well, I liked it too. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think I believe that it could have happened. I believe it did happen. I won't say that. (laughs) I will never say that unless some ghostly otherworldly thing happens to me. And in that case, I don't believe that. Don't get me started right now. We need to end this before we argue. But, well guys we we appreciate yes. it once again thank you guys for tuning in thank you yep. for spending your time with us we always genuinely appreciate that if you that. liked
0: it please leave a review Please help us a, out
1: please leave a like and yeah. don't forget to send us some of your stories as well yeah where we really are working on that episode coming up we we've got are. a couple stories we could use maybe what two more it would be really two nice. more
0: stories would get a nice little episode of stories
1: yeah yeah so, so well thank you guys for tuning yeah. thank in thank you for listening bye bye